Welcome back, baseball fans, to another exciting edition of On Deck, presented by Deep Dive Sports. I'm joined, as always, by Dom and Jeff. What's going on, guys? Hey, how we doing? Hey, how's it going? Good to be back. Yeah, good. We got a lot to talk about. A lot of baseball. You know, we're into the was the first week of June, so um, this is kind of some of the stretches. Of, some teams are going through some of the harder parts of their schedule, so we we'll definitely have to talk a lot about that. But this episode, we are going to focus on the home run leaders and some of the biggest surprises uh, that are involved in the home runs uh, that have been hit this year so far. We're going to talk about underrated players. Who is the most underrated player in MLB today? Then we're also going to, going to throw it back a little bit. Who is the most underrated player of all time? And uh, I think that might surprise a few of you with the names that we come up with. And uh, then we're going to do a quick hot take segment. I got a list of about five or six different uh, topics. I'm going to run by real quick and uh, get the guys real quick one-minute takes on them. We're going to do the standings rundown as we always do. We may or may not talk about fantasy baseball and the fact that Dom is uh, still killing it and I'm uh, just abysmal. And then we're going to end it with a one fact about baseball. So, guys, let's start it off with home run leaders. So I'm going to run through the top ten guys and then get your guys' opinion on it, and then we'll go into the surprises in the list and surprises Maybe not on that list in the top 10, but uh, somewhere close to that. So we got Pete Alonzo, the New York Mets, uh, at 22. Uh, and number two is Aaron Judge for the New York Yankees at 19. Max Muncy, the Dodgers, at 18. Got two tied for fourth. Matt Olson, the Braves, with 17. And Jorge Soler, uh, the Miami Marlins, with 17 as well. And then we got three tied for sixth place. Shohei Otani. The Angels with 16. Schwarber of the Phillies with 16. Uh, Jordan Alvarez, uh, Astros with 16. And then to finish it out, there are three tied for ninth. J.D. Martinez of the Dodgers with 15. Uh, Garcia of the Rangers with 15. And Mookie Betts of the Dodgers with 15. So, guys, what's your take on the, these home runs and these leaders so far this season? Dom, I'm going to start with you on this one. I think there's a lot of surprises. Um, a guy like Jorge Soler is not someone that I would expect to be near the top 10 in, in home runs for the league. Um, I, I think, you know, they're, they're, like J.D. Martinez, I know he's what? Uh, he's he's older than dirt. I'm, I'm surprised he's still playing, and he's still in the top 10 in home runs. Um, 38. That's 38. Okay, in, base, in baseball, in baseball, that's pretty old. Um, you know, it, if you would have told me that Max Muncy, Jorge Soler, and J.D. Martinez would have been in the top 10 and players like Mike Trout, um, Joey Gallo, and, you know, all the sluggers in, in San Diego would have been nowhere near the top 10, then I would have been very surprised. Okay. All right. Jeff, what do you got? Yeah, I feel the same way, especially, like you said, Jorge Soler, uh, he hit 13 home runs all of last year, and now he's already exceeded that, so that's pretty impressive. Pete's not as much of a surprise for me. You know, he's won, what, a couple home run derbies and knew he would be in the conversation. Matt Olson would be in the conversation. Aaron Judge, obviously, uh, is now heading to the I.L. But, um, yeah, just like he said, some of these other guys, especially like that San Diego team, I mean, there's just not – 
the production you would expect. Yeah, I mean, for sure. There, there are guys on this list that I'm, I'm surprised um, didn't get there. And then, as we talked about, some of the guys that, you know, the J.D. Martinez, um, Soler, uh, even Matt Olson's, uh, you know, above average for home runs so far. And, and this is above average for what he hit last year at this time. Um, uh, the guy that was really surprising to me um, was Luis Robert Jr., uh, he's hit 13 home runs already this season at um, he only hit 12 all of last season. So just in that, that first uh, couple, uh, you know, first, what is it? I'd say third of the, the season so far, he's, he's surpassed all of the season for last year uh, and the year before and the year before that. So um, that that's definitely uh, trending to be a, a big year for him. Uh, any other surprises for you guys? I thought by now Jose Ramirez and Josh Bell would be smacking the, quite a few more, but not really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how many does Josh Bell have? Four. I'll tell you in a second, but i tell you what, it's not a lot. I mean, th- this whole Guardians team um, does not hit home runs at all. <laughs> it, it's kind of sad. They hit a lot of doubles, I'll give them that. I was listening to the, uh, the Guardians and Red Sox game last night, and they had a couple runs in, I want to say, like the first or second inning. Just, I think they had like three doubles in a row. So they get extra base hits. They just don't hit the ball over the fence. I mean, extra base hits definitely can win games. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, and we, we talked a little bit about Jose Breu. And, I mean, has he, how many is he at two yet? Or is he? I think he's still at one. Is he still at one? Still at one. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. short port home run, too. Do you think the uh, Astros regret that signing? Or is it too early to tell? Eh, eh. Might be a little too early. early. Yeah, he's at one home run. Yeah, I'm betting 212 on the season. I definitely think that that he, I don't think they're going to regret that. I think that he'll he'll produce and deliver. And, And I was, the question I was just about to ask, which I'll answer myself, is that. I honestly think there's something going on with them, either either externally outside of baseball or, you know what I mean, there's an injury that they're not talking about or something like that because he, he you know what I mean, he he's consistently brings 30 home runs and, and 100 RBIs to the table each season. Um, you know, he's had a career average of 290. Um, he's been consistently good, and this just seems like maybe a down year for him uh, or possibly down year part of the season um but I, I definitely think that that he'll bounce back and I, i'm not overly concerned about it i mean astros aren't doing phenomenal this year but um i think once he turns it on i don't know anything else on that guys no i don't think so i mean other than maybe adolis garcia and the rangers like you said taking over the astros division like it's nothing apparently yeah yeah that's it's been actually fun to watch. I've, I've been putting uh, some of my money down on the uh, Rangers lately, and they have delivered. <laughs> so I'm quite happy with that. Uh, you know, I don't condone betting or anything, but I mean, if if you do it, you know, Rangers are are I don't want to say a safe bet, but they're uh, definitely um, paying out some money. Um, I was really surprised. I mean, I was going to talk about this when we did the standings rundown, but um, they're run differential is uh, plus 150 and that's the most or the fourth 
think the tied for the fourth most in um, ever history through 60 games. Uh, it was the was it the 19. It was the 1939 Yankees uh, was plus 189 and they won the World Series. The 1929 Athletics uh, plus 178, they won the World Series that year. The 1927 New York Yankees at plus 157, they won the World Series this, that year. So the 2023 Texas Rangers are plus 155. And statistically, hmm. having that high of a run differential through the first 60 games statistically says that they win the world series so so i need to head to the futures all my betting apps <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying you know stats don't lie so right that that's really interesting that, that you brought that up and that kind of uh kind of brought up the, the stats nerd that i am i wonder what the average run differential is for teams that won the world series like throughout the throughout the regular season like what was their run differential I mean, I'm I'll have to do some digging on that, but that, that's definitely something that I'm interested to uh, to look at. Yeah, no, I mean, we'll definitely t- talk about that next next uh, time, next episode we do, because that that sounds like a, an amazing topic to talk about. So, right that. Or I could save that for my uh, next episode's interesting fact about baseball. Well, that's just, <laughs> All right. All right, well, we're done talking about home runs and run differentials, and we're moving on to underrated players. So who is the most underrated player in Major League Baseball as of right now? And, Jeff, I'm going to start with you on this one. Well, this one might feel a little too obvious, but how can you not say Luis Arias? I mean, he took the batting title last year, and this year I can't say I was expecting all that much out of him. And now he's uh, in the Ted Williams conversation, and he's batting over 400. He actually has another two hits in the game tonight, so he's raised that average to 403. I mean, that's just insane. Yeah, and we're this well, far into June. Yeah, well, that's that's going to be another topic for the uh, the hot takes. So uh, we'll definitely go a little dive deeper into that when we we get to that section. Well, what about you, Dom? Um, I got the second baseman for the. Uh, San Francisco Giants, um, Tero, Tero Estrada. Cameron, I butchered his first name. I apologize to him for that. Um, but I've had him on my fantasy team for the last couple of years, and like the stats don't lie. I mean, he's just been consistent, just one of the better all-around offensive players in baseball the last couple of years. Um, looking at his stats this year, he's batting 308, um, only six home runs, but – um, he's driving in RBIs. He's getting stolen bases. He he just came back from the IL um, and immediately came back. Has a big impact in that lineup. Um, just a good, consistent player that no one really talks about. All right. Well, I'm going to go with uh, Ryan Mountcastle of the Orioles. Um, not really a name that I, I heard splash across uh, you know Sports Center and anything like that a lot when it comes to this, but. Um, you heard his name a little bit, but in uh, two years of his big league career, and that he actually barely makes that that service time cut. Um, he actually has the distinction of being um, in the AL Rookie of the Year voting twice. He finished eighth in 2020 and sixth in 2021. So I didn't know that that was even a, a thing that you could be 
voted rookie of the year in two different seasons so that's the discussion that we could have for for later but over the, the last two seasons mount castle has 55 home runs that's more than uh anthony rizzo freddie freeman jose abreu josh bell um and, you know other accomplished first basemen that are are you know obviously guys that we we know and talk about constantly um but really you know didn't didn't really know the name Ryan Mountcastle. Uh, hopefully that uh, he gets his just due in the next uh, couple of years. And the name that everybody talks about uh, when it comes to baseball. So uh, any other any other honorable mentions when it comes to some uh, uh, underrated players? Got to go with Jake the Rake Fraley on the Reds. I mean that that guy is just a ball player. I mean he's he hits home runs. He gets on base. He steal bags. I mean he's just he's a guy that's just killing it this year that i did not expect and he's a real leader okay all right i'll definitely keep an eye out for him so moving on to that uh next topic of that is going to be uh, underrated players of all time in major league baseball so dom i'm going to start with you on this who is the who most is the underrated most player, underrated, underrated player of all time uh, for me, it's a guy that I think deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, he was the Indian center fielder throughout the 90s, early 2000s, Kenny Lofton. Um, I, he was, I mean, he was elite, um, both with the glove, great, um, you know, hitting-wise, 299 career batting average, um, only 130 career home runs, but he has 622 stolen bases with 781 RBIs and 1500 runs scored throughout his whole career. Um, you know, he, he also, his, his war um, for his career is also 68, which also puts him in the same category as players that are also already in the hall of fame. Um, so I, I don't see how he's not in the hall of fame. I, I, I think he needs to be in there soon. Where does he fall under? When was his eligibility to that? Um, when was his eligibility? He's been hall. retired since I think after the 2007 season he retired. So I mean, he's he's been eligible for some time now. I mean, once they, that, once they hit that ten year window or so, doesn't that fall off? So I mean, I th- I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Um, so I don't want to confirm nor deny. Um, but hmm. if he's still eligible, he needs to be in there. Yeah, I mean, it falling towards that, uh, what is it, that legacy category or the, the the ones that they get voted in well after the fact. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, I, I completely agree that, I mean, he, he was phenomenal uh, for the Indians and, and, I mean, was a galvanizing force behind a lot of their, their postseason runs. So, uh, again, when you said he wasn't in the Hall of Fame, that was actually kind of surprising to me. Um, so that that was considered underrated for for sure. All right, Jeff, I'm going to uh, go with you next. What do you got? I've got a similar argument. A guy that is just somehow not in the Hall of Fame, and I mean he's a pivotal piece of the big red machine back in the day. Uh, Dave Concepcion, uh, shortstop with the Reds. I mean, this dude was amazing, and it's it's mind boggling that he didn't get in and. What I use to compare him is Ozzie Smith, uh, you know, a first ballot Hall of Famer, right? Uh, conveniently, they both played 18 years in the majors. 
So I'm going to show you his stats here. So Concepcion against Ozzy Albies. Concepcion's batting average was 267. Uh, Ozzy's was 262, similar. Uh, Dave had 101 home runs all time. Ozzy only had 28. Uh, Dave had 950 ribbies. Ozzy had 793. Dave had 580 stolen bags. Ozzy had 321. And on hits, Dave had 2,460 hits. And Ozzy Smith had 2,326 hits. And Ozzy also had over 1,100 more plate appearances than Concepcion. And he still put up bigger numbers than him in all, all those categories. Uh, you know, he won two World Series. He helped the Reds to four NL pennants and it just feels like when you think of a big red machine, you know, everybody thinks of Pete Rose and Johnny bench and little Joe Morgan, but somehow this guy gets left out of the talk. Yeah. And, and it's, it's crazy that when you think about, especially like now, some of the guys now that are getting um, dismissed on the hall of fame uh, voting and everything like that, it's kind of because of their off the field antics, you know, Kurt Schumann is a good example. And, obviously uh you know pete rose and stuff like that but um mm. for somebody that that played back in in you know the, the 70s and and i just don't see how how the writers couldn't vote him in it just seems illogical and that because i mean i know the name so if you know the name which means he's, he was definitely a, a good player so um to have him not be in the hall of fame because I mean, that's a good theme for all three of us, I guess, because the guy I'm talking about is uh, the same thing. Uh, the numbers he put up didn't to the Hall of Fame. So um, hopefully with the, the, the legacy voting, you know, that'll get some of these guys in moving down the road. But um, with my guy, so have either of you heard of Roy Seviers? Can't say I have. No. So he played from 1949 to 1965. So his uh, career stats is uh, 1,887 games. He was a 267 lifetime batting average, 318 home runs, uh, 1,147 RBIs, 1,703 hits, uh, 945 runs. Uh, stolen bases weren't quite like a Concepcion. He was 14 for 33 in stolen bases. So. Yeah. You know, maybe that's not why he got in. But he was the winner of the 1949 American League Rookie of the Year. Um, uh, he was a member of the St. Louis Browns and four-time All-Star. See, he was eight times in his career. He hit at least 20 home runs and uh, drove in at least 80 uh, RBIs. And uh, his 42 home runs and 114 RBIs in 1957 uh, as a member of the Washington Senators led the American League. Uh, he's had the honor of being the first man with 300 lifetime home runs to not be elected into the Baseball Hall of Fame. And at the time of his death in 2017, he was the closest uh, living member or the oldest living member of the expansion Senators team. And so when he hit those 300 home runs, he became the only the 22nd player to ever reach that plateau. So, you know, you're that putting, you know, that numbers, that high in numbers and you're one of the early guys to do that and then still never have uh, been able to, you know, get to the hall of fame. And then he, he's um, another thing that, surprised and shocked me that defensively his um fielding percentage was uh 
point nine eight nine. So definitely, definitely shocking that that somebody of that caliber and putting up those numbers. Uh, like we talked with 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 Lofton uh, and Concepcion, that the guys are not in the Hall of Fame is just shocking. And so maybe we should start yeah. a petition for those three guys. Right. Anything else on those topics, guys? No, I don't think so. I mean, I know they've kind of done some retroactive stuff with some of the Negro League players, but, I mean, you could talk about those guys for hours. I mean, some of those guys were some of the best ever. Missed out on seeing them what could have been in a non-segregated league early on. For sure. I'm glad that they're starting to actually – take those into consideration and, and really, you know, give them their just dues. Uh, Cause it's, it's definitely, definitely worth it. All right. So we're going to do a little uh, kind of new segment, but a little hot takes and we're going to kind of go uh, down a few topics and see what these guys thought and real quick uh, answers to them. Uh, and I'm going to definitely start with you on this one, Jeff, because uh, this is your guy. So, uh, you know, top news in MLB going on right now. So LA De La Cruz, he ripped a hundred and, 12 mile an hour double for his first career hit in his debut. So what do you, what's a hot take for, for this guy, for you, Jeff? For me, it's that he will live up to the hype. I think this is that guy. He's going to be, a, he's electric. I mean, he's going to be that difference maker for this team. Uh, we've got tons of other young talent, but you throw him in that lineup. I mean, he's just, he's just nothing but energy. So I'd say he lives up to the hype and, you know, tonight he's got his first home run. He's got his first triple. The guy hasn't even hit a single yet. Nothing but extra bases. So <laughs> he's, I think he'll live up to it. I mean, why did they wait so long to call him up? That's a good question. Uh, I figured he was going to be called up about two weeks ago. And then I actually seen from the Louisville Bats or minor sure. league team, minor that, league. Uh, they called up TJ Hopkins instead. I was like, really? But he's finally up. So. All right. All right. Dom, what do you got for Jella uh, Cruz? I mean, so we'll see. I mean, it, it seems like he, he's built almost exactly like O'Neill Cruz. So it's kind of interesting to see them in the same division going against each other. And I think their careers are going to be intertwined because of how similar they are. Though I do think De La Cruz could – I think he could be the better player. Um, I, I – just going off the first game, I think he can live up to the hype. Um, I, I think he he can be one of those guys that really changes the shortstop position. Yeah, I mean, th- for sure, when they were hyping him up that he was going to debut yesterday, and a lot of hype going around, you know, ESPN and 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 MLB dot com and all that stuff, and he for sure, for sure, lived up to the hype. So super excited to watch him uh, moving forward. All right, so, Dom, I'll start with you on this topic. Uh, so, Aaron Judge uh, has a toe sprain, and Nestor Cortez has a shoulder sprain headed to the injury list. What does that do for the Yankees? How does that affect them uh, moving forward for this packed AL East? I mean, it was already going to be tough for them to win the division as it is. I mean, with them healthy, they were already third in the division. Um, you get rid of your biggest offensive weapon that you're probably – overly reliant on anyways. Um, and then I know there's a lot of question marks within that starting rotation. And I think Nestor Cortez has been probably the most consistent out of all of them over the last year or so. Um, he's gone. I know they're, they're waiting on 
was it Rodon that they signed in the offseason? I know he's still on the IL. Um, who knows when he's going to start? Um, I, it's it's just rough right now. I think knowing the Yankees, they're the roster that you see today is not going to be the roster that you see after the trade deadline. Uh, I, I'm expecting them to make a lot of big moves, but I mean, they're definitely in a tough spot. Okay. Jeff. Jeff. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Stanton, Judge, and Rizzo, if you don't have those three guys healthy, this team's just, they fall flat every time. Uh, their pitching is rough. Uh, Rodon was supposed to come back like a month ago, and then he got extended for a back issue, and now they've extended him, moved him to the aisle 60, so it seems like he's getting pushed back further and further. So definitely looks like they're moving the wrong way in a really tight division, and Baltimore's, you know, Baltimore's right there on their heels. And they'll probably take them over. Okay. Well, sticking with injuries, uh, Jeff, uh, Jacob deGrom has to have surgery on his torn UCL on his right elbow and will miss the rest of the season. And they expect him not to be back till late next season. So what does that do for the Rangers? And what does that do? Side kind of question. What does that do for his his legacy of, of just in being injury prone? So go ahead. I mean, it's like we talked about when they first made this move. Is anybody really surprised here? Like, I mean, it's it sucks, and you know, seeing him so emotional in this interview yesterday and crying, you know, it's emotional. But I mean, it's just the I cannot stay healthy, and it feels like as elite as he is, he's going to be one of those guys that everybody talks about in 20 years as one of those players like, well, if they were only healthy, who knows what they could have been. And it definitely seems like he's missing out on his time to shine. I mean, it, you can only take so many injuries. This is what a second Tommy John. So it's just the Rangers seemingly haven't missed him. I mean, their other starters have just been really good, surprisingly, uh, especially like Eovaldi and, yeah. uh, I'm just shocked by those guys. Rub that Evaldi in in, in Red Sox. <laughs> just let him walk, and he's having a, a career season. So, oh yeah, figured I'd just rub that in real quick. Yeah, <laughs> Dom, what do you got on Degrom? Yeah, I I, I agree 100 uh, percent with everything Jeff said. I mean, it's it's disappointing. Um, I know it, it was pretty hyped when they made the move. You know, the, oh, they signed Jacob Degrom. When he's healthy, he's one of the best pitchers in the game. Uh, but it's unfortunate, all the injuries, it seems like every year um, he has some sort of injury. Uh, like you mentioned, it's now his second Tommy John. If I were him, you know, he's not going to be coming back till late next season. Uh, who knows what he's going to be when he comes back. I hate to say it, but I, I would, I personally would consider just hanging it up. Because, um, I mean, I, how much more can, can his arm take? You know, it, it seems like he, the last couple of years, his body's just fighting against him. And it sucks because I think he could have gone down as one of the best pitchers of, of this generation. Um, I, I definitely think that we'll look back on his career as one of those what could have been careers. Because before before all of his injuries started, I mean, he was he was on pace to be uh, first ballot Hall of Fame. But now I, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, he was six and zero in his no, season so far. So far, so I, 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 I'm just really sad for him. 
All right. Uh, sticking with the Rangers, I'm going to go with uh, Marcus Simeon. Uh, extended his hitting streak to 25 games for the Rangers' fifth straight win last night. So, Dom, uh, what does that uh, say about uh, his abilities as a batter? He was one of those guys I kind of forgot how good he was. Um, I, I think he, he had a little bit of a down season last year. Um yeah, I, he's he's kind of reminding everyone just how good he is, and he he's better than than I really ever thought that he was. Um, the twenty five game hitting streak is that's impressive for anybody to do. Um, I, I hope he keeps it up. Uh, what's the what's the record? I by think the way, for forty. Oh, he's a little over halfway there. And I um, think that's Joe DiMaggio. I I. I could be talking on my, you know what, but I think it's. I thought it would have been like Ted Williams or something, but either way, twenty-five games, even a ten-game hitting streak is impressive. But twenty-five, that's that's definitely remarkable. All right, Jeff, what do you got on Simeon? Yeah, I mean, just like he said, he's he's showing everybody I'm still here and I'm still a force to be reckoned with in the league. So, uh, you know, I thought. When he left and initially went to the Rangers, I was pretty excited for him initially, but yeah, last year wasn't all that impressive. So here he is making his comeback. So nothing sweeter. 25 games, that's just insane to even think about. So <laughs> I don't know if he'll be able to keep that up. I mean, it'd, it'd be pretty phenomenal if he does. We're talking about uh, keeping hitting up. Uh, we talked a little bit about that earlier, but uh, Luis Areas, he went two for four. Um, and ups his batting average to 401. And I think you just said he's up to like 403 now with, with the batting from tonight. So um, what's going on with the Reyes? He's seeing everything like a beach ball, I guess. I mean, <laughs> he's just – he knows that old school small ball, which is just something this league needs a lot more of uh, in a league that's still focused on hitting the ball, you know, sky high and – getting it out of the park but you got to learn how to hit the field and you know maybe part of it's also that shift adjustment but you got to take what they give yep all right Dom what do you got on Reyes I I mean how can you not consider him the best pure hitter in baseball right now I mean he's completely going against the trend and and I love it um he's just hits for contact puts the ball in play um just a smart uh, he just is smart with his at-bats, um, doesn't really take too many pitches out of the zone. Um, just, I don't know, there's not much more to say other than just I would love to have him on on the Guardians. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you saw the, the highlights from last night, but even like I think his second hit of the night, um, he just squeaked it you know, past the, the second baseman. Um, and it just it, – it's playing that that style of ball that, that – um, trying to get every you know every run that counts and, and just trying to make contact and, and move the 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 runners up it's just it's been so fun to watch so all right we're moving on to our standings rundown uh, i start with the american league you've got the tampa bay rays at 45 and 19 uh they are seven and three in their last 10 uh you got baltimore at 37 and 23 they are four and six in their last 10 uh, Yankees 36 and 26, six and four in their last 10. Toronto at 35 and 28. They are eight and two in their last 10. And then you got the Red Sox at 31 and 30. They are four and six in their last 10. And then the rest of the way down, I'm just going to 
do the top teams because the really reason with the uh, American League East is that uh, that whole uh, American League East is is playing pretty much better than all of the rest of the American League. So, uh, but you've got the American League Central. Um, Minnesota Twins at 31 and 31. They're four and six in their last 10. Cleveland Guardians at 27 and 33, five and five in their last 10. Moving along to the American League West, you've got the Texas Rangers at 40 and 20. They're eight and two in their last 10. And you've got the Astros, 36 and 26. Uh, again, we expected them to do a little bit better. They are five and five in their last 10. Moving on to the National League East, Atlanta Braves at 36 and 24. They are five and five in their last 10. You've got the surging Miami Marlins. They are 35 and 28. They are eight and two in their last 10. National League Central Brewers are 33 and 28, six and four in their last 10. Uh, Pittsburgh Pirates 32 and 29. They are six and four in their last 10. And then you've got the National League. West Arizona uh, surprised everyone at 36 and 25. They are seven and three in their last 10 and Dodgers right behind them at 35 and 26, four and six in their last 10. So Jeff, I'm going to start with you. What are your surprises for the standings so far? Uh, that the Diamondbacks are still rolling. Uh, Lourdes Gurriel has just been on fire lately. Um, he's just killing it. And, uh, that's an exciting team to watch, you know. Uh, they've got a lot of good young players as well. So, you know, even though the pitching may not be amazing, they're still holding up on top. Um, yeah, another surprise might be, you know, Cleveland. Just still just kind of – they're hanging in there, but that division – that whole division's just pretty disappointing. I mean, you know, like you said, the Twins are on top. But they're just playing 500. Yeah, for sure. Dom, what do you got for standings? I mean, there, there's a lot. Um, I'm still very surprised by the Phillies. They've been very disappointing. Um, the Mets also very disappointing. But hey, my Pirates are still hanging in there. Um, all their injuries, they had a big slump a um, couple weeks ago. Six and four in their last ten. They're sitting at 32 and 29. They are one game back behind the Brewers. That division's it's looking tight, but Pirates are still hanging in there. And then. Um, the, the Padres might be the biggest disappointment in, in baseball this year, um, at least in my opinion. Um, but still very impressed by the Diamondbacks. I I thought they would be at the bottom of the division, and here they are, seven and three in the last ten, like you mentioned. And I, I think they're really contenders to to hang in there for the whole the whole season. Yeah, my biggest surprise. I mean, and I don't know if you guys saw this comment, but Miami, uh, you know, chasing you know one game or two and a half games, but uh, behind the Braves for the National League East. Uh, I, I figured, like you said, the Phillies and the Mets. Uh, you know, that's in Atlanta. That's kind of always been their uh, division. Uh, we always expected Washington to be kind of at the bottom, but Miami surging like they did, uh, eight and two in their last ten. Uh, the pitching's been phenomenal. They're Bat speeds have been phenomenal. Um, more of that small ball, and I think that they're they're putting on, you know, a lot of runs, and it's definitely been fun to watch. All right, fantasy baseball. Here it is. Uh, Dom, let's see what is it? Dom, you are fifty-one twenty-nine and eight. Uh, you are sitting number one in the West Division, and Jeff, you are. A little bit behind him at 49, 31, and 8. You're second in that division. 
and I am in fourth place in the East with a 34 and 43 and 11 record. So let's just some of your highlights. Jeff, I'll start with you. What are the highlights for, for fantasy so far this year? Well, the guy I talked about earlier, I got Adolis Garcia. So he's definitely helped me with the rivies and the homers. So I'm pretty excited to have him on my team. Uh, some of my pitchings, you know, started to make a bit of a recovery, uh, you know, like Logan Webb, especially, I was real nervous about after his first couple of starts, but, uh, yeah, this seems, my team's starting to finally look like they've got it together. You know, I also got Jonah Heim on Texas and he's killing it. Uh, Luis Arias. So boom, there's my average guy. And, uh, Masataka Yoshida, he's also killing it in average. So gotta love it. Yeah. Dom, what do you got? Um, I mean, just looking at, at my lineup, um, Josh Jung has probably been my biggest surprise. Um, I picked him up early in the season. Um, he's been unbelievable. Uh, Corbin Carroll has been, uh, I think he's a lock for rookie of the year. Um, other than that, I, I think Mitch Keller has been a nice pickup for me. I'm, I'm just getting a lot of production from guys that, I really didn't think would be that productive going into the season. Okay. Well, definitely uh, my, my bats have been what's killing me. Obviously I, I held on to a brave because I thought that, you know, maybe he'd do a recovery, but you know, he's not Glaber Torres. Hasn't been that great. Um, Max Muncy has been, been good for me. So, you know, but Mike Trout, even, you know, we talked about him with the home runs. It's just saying he hasn't delivered uh, like, you know, I figured it would. So uh, I think pitching to, DeGrom um, now being out, I think that, that that's where I'm going to start to even slide a little bit more. So I don't know. Uh, <laughs> a lot of baseball left to play. I mean, we, we're only into June, so uh, we'll definitely see if this can make up. But uh, I definitely need to pay attention a little bit more because uh, some of the games I'm just uh, – I don't – I'm not in the habit of, of getting on like every day. And so it's just forcing myself to kind of change that around and, and change some guys out. So I don't know. All right. Moving on to that final topic. It's the one topic that we always try to stump each other with, or at least, uh, you know, give you some knowledge on. So it's that one fact about baseball and Dom, I'm going to start with you on this one. What is your one fact about baseball? So that's a trivia question for you guys. So we all know the catcher position, really not one that's really known for offensive production. However, there is one guy throughout Major League history that won three batting titles throughout his career as a catcher. Who is he? I got to guess Johnny Bench. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to go with, too. Do you want the answer or do you want another guess? Hmm. Yogi Berra? Nope. You're thinking way too old. Way too far back there. Hmm. Not pudgy. Nope. Joe Maurer. Hmm. Oh yeah, just... Joe Maurer, the uh, the only catcher to win three batting titles. He was a beast for the Twins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that I'm him. thinking about it, maybe seeing your guys' reaction to me mentioning his name, maybe I should have put him as one of my all-time yeah. underrated players. I also. Yeah. yeah, he was a beast. I I, I, I had his, his baseball cards for a while too. So, damn, three batting titles and as a catcher. Hmm. Very underrated. That that's a good one. That's a little double double dip in there for you. All right, Jeff. What is your one fact about baseball? All right. So I know we talked about in our last one about some of these milestones that were about to happen, but uh, a couple weeks ago, Zach Greinke finally hit that uh, 
that milestone of striking out a thousand different batters. Uh, he's actually only the fifth pitcher to ever do it in MLB history. Do you guys know who the four other pitchers are? Oh, that's that's a tough one. Uh, Pedro Martinez, Sandy Koufax, Roger Clemens. You got Roger. Clayton Kershaw. Nope, you got Roger right though. All right. The other three are pretty big. They're pretty notable pitchers. Um. Wow. I thousand different guys. And you took all of my guesses. <laughs> right, I honestly can't remember. think of it's uh Nolan Ryan, Randy Johnson, yeah. and Greg Maddox. Wow. I say I wouldn't have put Maddox in there and I wouldn't have put uh Randy Johnson in there. I mean Nolan Ryan it's kind of a dumb mistake of not even thinking <laughs> about his name, but that's Yeah. Right. Yep. Those three guys and then Royger. So Yep, pretty impressive stuff, though. It's only fifth guy ever to do it. When you said Roy just now, I was like, who's he talking about that? I was like, oh, Roger Clemens and Roy Yeah, okay, That makes way more sense. <laughs> right. All right, so mine's a little, uh, little question for you. So what player uh, could have gone zero for 1,199 at the end of his career and still retired a 300 hitter? Said uh Barry Bonds? Nope. Mm. Tony Gwynn? Yep. Hey. That's who I was thinking. They, I was sitting here, I'm like, played for the Padres. What's his name? What's his name? And then you mentioned Tony <laughs> Gwynn. I was like, yep, that's it. <laughs> so a uh, little side little fact that, that to go with Tony Gwynn is coming up a lot in my feed for some reason. But uh Tony Gwynn hit 400 from July 1st, 19. 19- uh, was it 93 to May 14th of 1995. Jeez. So his actual uh, slash line was 400, 451, 561, and 802 plate appearances. Wow. Wow. I saw something crazy. Like, in order for Tony Gwynn's batting average to be below 300 for his career, he would have had to go like, Oh, for like 500 on his final at bats or something like that. Yeah, just <laughs> completely crazy. Okay. There's another good one with him. If you look at his uh, strikeouts and how many times he struck out in the entirety of the 90s, that's what some of MLB's current all-stars strike out in a year. Yeah, um, and then talking about Maddox and all those guys, uh, there was another stat line that the uh, um, – you know, out of all the times that he faced, like Maddox and Smoltz, and uh, I think there's one other. It might have been the um, the Braves lineup, but there was another pitcher I can't remember. But he only uh, struck out for those guys five times, five total times. Uh, you know, <laughs> it faced them. You know, over 300 times or something like that, and, and only struck out five times. That's insane, for sure. All right, guys. Well, that does it for this edition of On Deck presented by Deep Dive Sports. Uh, make sure you uh, download us wherever you find your podcasts on Apple Music, Spotify, and uh, you know, hit us on our socials for Facebook, Twitter. And until next time. Baseball is America's pastime. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of On Deck as much as we have. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at deep.dive.sports. Or download us through Amazon, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. 
As always, we are on deck, presented by Deep Dive Sports. Until next time.